Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I had to say that slow because the, uh, the last cut I did, uh, I jumbled it together like a fucking idiot. Uh, George <laughs> is going to take a nap during this podcast, so I'm going to review <laughs> The Last Jedi. Oh boy, <laughs> we'll get I'm... there. We'll get there eventually. No, I have a lifetime of birthdays ahead of me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, did you miss our uh, top ten this week? That's eh, because you're not getting one. But uh, um, there's only 28 days, and yeah, I, well, we were gonna do one this week, and we just really was just like, well, we did that fucking bullshit Gina Carano episode, and um, fuck it, we'll go with next month. Who? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that name. Uh, the woman who single-handedly bankrupted Disney because they couldn't market her anymore. <clears throat> well, that's what the oh. that's what Twitter tells me. Oh well, Lucasfilm did file for bankruptcy. Yeah, because they're Twitter, like, oh, we just gave up, guys. Sorry. Twitter tells me that the only reason why anybody watched The Mandalorian was because of Gina Carano. Weird. But, but, but what about those other nine episodes? I guess they just weren't watched. Oh. Hmm. hmm. That's weird. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Mm, trying to think if there was anything big. Uh, I heard, uh, I guess I can address the rumors that I heard about, about DC Comics. Um, I have I have heard <clears throat> for months. I've been hearing that AT and T wants no part of the actual comic division of DC. Uh, they want to retain the movie rights, the TV rights, the merchandising rights, and all that stuff. But when it comes to comics, they just don't care. Which makes sense of why they completely gut the the the. the the comics division and put a bunch of fucking corporate succubus marketing people in charge. So I've heard a couple of rumors from some people who ha- are in or have been in the industry that there are two people looking to purchase DC comics itself, the actual comic book division, not, not like, you know, DC itself, just the, just the comic book rights to the characters. <clears throat> um, one is Robert Kirkman, who is the COO of Image Comics. He also created The Walking Dead, for anybody who's read knows The Walking Dead. The other is Steve Jeppy, I think his first name is. I I think it's his, yeah. He is the owner of Diamond Distribution, who is the major comic book retail uh, distributor in the world. I'm all for this if it happens. Um, <clears throat> I keep hearing reports that this is one of those two are going to happen. I keep hearing Robert Kirkman is likely the favorite because he has, um, he probably has more collateral or capital or something like that. So I'm all, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm all for DC Comics becoming an independent comic company again and getting out from this corporate life that they've been in since the '80s, since basically since Warner Brothers bought them. Um, to where they can just go back to focusing on comic books and having comic book people run that company again um, as a comic book company. Basically, just like how Image is being done. I- Image is a comic book company. They're not, they don't make fucking YA novels about fucking pansexual fucking Aquaman. They don't have fucking scum like Kelly Sue DeConnick fucking tanking Aquaman comics. Um, you know, uh, I-, I wish I could remember the other fucking cunt's name. Who fucking works for DC? I can't remember her fucking name. I mean, I mean, yes, our DC Comics, even to this day, are are when DC Comics is on, they're better than Marvel. But DC Comics has has does have some issues with them. Uh, I don't want to see fucking TV screenwriters writing comic books. I want comic book writers to write comic books. Um, <clears throat> so I'm hoping this happens, and I would very much like to see. 
uh, DC Comics become independent again. And that would really, that'd be, that'd be huge for the industry. To get them out from underneath a, a corporate umbrella would be huge. I mean, it'll never happen to Marvel. Because Disney owns them. Disney will never sell them. But, um, I mean, Marvel Comics sell really good because they got the backing of the MCU. So the MCU keeps people into Marvel Comics. Plus, Marvel Comics does have some good writers there. And they got the Star Wars comics with sell like hotcakes. And for the most part, have been pretty good since they launched them in 2015. So, I'm excited for that. And uh, I'm hearing it could be by the end of the year. Um... Uh, the, the person I've heard this from is Ethan Van Skyver. Now, I personally don't agree with him politically, nor do I agree with him really when it comes to anything in entertainment. Uh, he is a hardcore right-winger, which is fine if that's what you believe, but I, I just don't agree with you. Um, but he, he's he been in the comic industry for 30 years. He worked at DC for like 25 of those 30 years. Um, so he knows, he kind of knows what he's talking about. He's got the in, as people would say. Um, he's one of those guys who got fired from DC solely for being a Trump supporter. Like there right. was, there was actually no other reason for it. He was like, once people <clears> found <throat> out that he was conservative, they just fired him. Um, and I did like his Green Lantern run. He he was one of the best Green Lantern writers. But I digress. So I'm excited for that. I hope it happens. Um, I really do. Uh, what else? Well, this is the first episode that we will be doing since the release of the Snyder Cut trailer. Is it? Yeah, because we recorded, yes, we re- we recorded last week's episode before that. That's right. That's right. So, um, we're twenty. Well, at the time of recording this, this is Saturday the twenty first, twentieth, twentieth. So, you, obviously, you'll get this tomorrow on the twenty first, uh, Sunday, day day of our Lord, um, day of your Lord, your Lord, your, your um, Lord, um, for Dark Side, um. So what, do, so what do we think? You know. I know what you, you know, think. You I know, know, you know. I'm, I'm excited. You have, repeatedly, I, you have repeatedly told me that you think this is the greatest trailer mm-hmm. to ever have existed yeah. in the entirety of movies. I do. I think it's the greatest trailer ever made. And all it did was get me yeah, really amped. It, did. it, was, it was everything it needed to be. Um, because I'll be honest with you, that last teaser he put out with uh, Hallelujah, mm-hmm. that didn't do anything for me. Um, I mean, it was cool to see the imageries, but the song really just took me out of it. I, I'm just so this trailer got like I was already in. Like you didn't need you already yeah. made the sale. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm just it saying, like the, like the last one, I was like, they're I, like, they're I like, have hey, to... you bought this, but here's a coupon. You're yeah, like, oh, exa- exactly, exactly. So like this got me, and I must have watched it like 15 times in the day it launched. Yeah, and I've watched it like at least once since. Um, it's just I cannot wait. Once a day since. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. I can't wait. We're 26 days away. Um, I plan on going... Um, maybe I'll put something up on the po- on, on, on the page saying, oh, about to watch Snyder Cut. We're not going to talk about it at all until... until we're going to record that episode on Saturday. We're gonna What we're going to do is, because George has to work, I'm going to watch it separately on Thursday. George is going to watch it separately on Thursday. And I'll probably watch it again, too. But, but then we're going to watch it together on Saturday or Sunday, whichever... Whichever day you don't have... Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? But like, whatever day that weekend we decide to get together to record, we'll watch it, and then we'll record the podcast. So, um, I mean, I might put up a, a one-line thought of it, but that's about it. Like, you know, at least on the podcast pages. My, my personal pages, I'll, I'll, I'll put something else. Mm-hmm. But I am... Like I said, like I told you, I'm going dark that morning. I'm, uh, 
I don't want to know anything. So it's probably, it's probably gonna be the best. Yeah, probably the safest bet. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna stay completely off social media for for the most part, um, until I see the movie because I'm, I'm gonna go to the gym because I gotta go in the mornings. I, I can't do anything but the mornings. The afternoon just kills me. So I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna come home. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make some food, some popcorn, give myself a drink. I'm gonna keep my shades. Uh, closed to get to get a nice little ambience of a of, of a theater the best I can mm-hmm. uh, on a forty three inch TV and um, I'm gonna sit there I'm gonna watch it mm-hmm. and then, uh, I'm excited I'm super excited you're probably watching when you get home or oh, when when Amy gets home yeah probably so <clears throat> I'm very it'll be excited. on yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm so excited for this I'm everybody knows how excited we are for this though um, and we've been I mean this the, the first episode of this podcast was us talking about it was. The day they announced it. Yeah. I think. It was either the day or the day after they announced they were doing it. It was right around the announcement. So, uh, that basically spawned this podcast. Um, All good things. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait. I I cannot wait. wait. Um, What else? Was there anything really else? Um, Not really. No? I don't... I I can't really think of anything. I will say, for those listening, um, earlier this week, I did... Do a guest spot on the Nerthusiast Wrestling Podcast talking about Royal oh, Rumble 2004. Mm-hmm. So if you're a wrestling fan, check out, check them out. Nerthusiast Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff on there. A lot of good stuff. We Chris got, and we Kyle gotta be, know their shit. We got to so. have Chris on here one time. Yeah. I, I want to just gauge his mind for certain uh, many mm-hmm. topics. Like mm-hmm. what he thinks of, of, of current Star Wars... Because we can talk about the other six movies all the time. I'm curious to know what his current, you know, Marvel, DC... And I want to pick his brain yeah. for some stuff. Um... Just um, so I agree. I agree. I think it'd be fun. Um, I don't think there's anything else really. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. The think Mortal Kombat trailer oh, that looks really God. good too. That looks really good too. Um, I want to point out the the fact that this trailer didn't take. It's it's like you know what? I know what you guys want. You guys want to know how Jack sauce his arms. Yeah, I guess. Uh, the most brutal fucking way possible. <laughs> I the, There was one thing in the trailer I didn't like. I felt that Scorpion's Get Over Here was not that prominent. It was, no. like, it was like, get over here. It's like, no, I want it. He's like, I hey, want, come here. Get over here. Like, I want the fucking. Yeah. You want Tony Roma yelling it from the fucking. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> when um, he's doing commentary for games. Gora looked great. Yeah. That looks so fucking cool. So, I love Mortal Kombat. And this feels like. Like, Mortal Kombat's always been kind of out there, but this still, it feels out there, but also feels a little grounded, yeah. too. So, I mean, listen, I, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat, yeah. and I loved that first movie, so. Is this a reboot or a sequel? I think this is just a reboot. Is it? Because I've heard yeah. that this is, like, the, a sequel to the last one, the second movie. No, because the no because the actor playing Liu Kang and the actor playing Shang Tsung are different, and Jack, so it's all... I've never saw the there. second one, because I had no desire yeah. Now you die. Is that what he says? It's like, it's like now you will die. Oh, like yeah, like the yeah. the fucking chick playing Sundell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, like, so I've never I've never seen the second one. Yeah. So I mean that movie also gave us probably the like one of the greatest songs from a movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking like who doesn't know that? Like, yeah, exactly, everyone from exactly. our generation. It's just you're you're born with it. it it's, yeah, it's I'm excited for it. Now. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um so nothing else. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really curious. I'm. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I am going to try to find a way to hear what 
Gina Carano said in that interview with Daily Wire. I, uh, yeah, we're 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 done. I'm, it, af- I'm afraid I don't recognize that name unless something major happens with that situation. We're done talking about it. But yeah. Just as a personal thing, I'm I'm really curious to know what she's either. Yeah, going it's to, just for your to, own. Cu- it's, yeah. it's just out of curiosity. So I, I mean, like, like it, I've said before, it though, isn't like she's going to be shattering. No, it's like everybody yeah. knows Hollywood's a dark. Um, corrupt place. Like, you're not telling me anything different. Yeah, Harvey Every, Weinstein will tell you that. Everybody <laughs> knows that Kathleen Kennedy is incompetent in her job at running Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. I mean, creatively at least. I mean, I would say financially she hasn't done that bad of a job. I mean, four of the five cinematic films have made over a billion dollars. That's yeah. a success. I mean, granted, there was a lot of reshoots for The Rise of Skywalker, but still... The, the Force Awakens, yeah. yeah, the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi are still very much financial box office because mm-hmm. the Last Jedi, while not that good of a movie, was like a less than two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, like they they kept it simple for that, and it made well over a billion dollars. So, um, and so did Rogue One, which everybody kind of forgets that that movie made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I don't like her. I don't want her there. I would much rather have somebody like. Like I would love to see John Favreau take over Lucasfilm, like become the Kevin Feige of, of of just Lucasfilm in general. Like that's what I want. Somebody who cares about the property. Um and I like I don't defend Kathleen Kennedy, but like um un- until I see cold hard proof that she is being either fired or outed, I don't believe these rumors out there that 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 she's just there as a figurehead. I, I don't believe it at all. Uh, I, I I need proof. I can't just I don't I don't want hearsay. Yeah. Um I want cold hard yeah. facts. So, uh, but anyway, um, like I said, unless something big happens with that, like, you know, she, whatever, but um, we're done. We're done with that whole situation. It's fucking, it's, it's nerve wracking to see just Twitter constantly just simp for her. Um, it just shows how hypocritical they are, you know? So, uh, let's start Street Fighter. Do you have anything else to add? No. You're smiling about something though. Don't you worry. It's 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 part of the Street Fighter review. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. Okay. Don't you worry. All right. Um, I don't want you to worry. Okay. Um. So, um, let me read, and then we'll uh, we'll get going, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so, so Street Fighter. I was actually going to do a nice segue from Mortal Kombat, but you continued on with uh, Gina Carano, so I didn't I didn't have my segue set up for this. Oh, one. I'm sorry. So you want to do it anyway? No, nah, we're all right. All right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I grew up like playing these games. I'm like, oh, you know, no other game you grew up playing, Street Fighter, which is our review today. Yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't work. This that it doesn't. Game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like after right. it's been done, it doesn't work. Yeah. Street Fighter, released December twenty third, nineteen ninety four. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> on a budget of thirty five million dollars, with a box office intake of ninety nine point five million dollars. I couldn't get that last five million dollars, huh? Couldn't get that. Uh... At last five hundred thousand, is that what it'd be? Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, couldn't get that. Yeah. Directed by your boy Stephen E. D'Souza. My boy. Produced by Edward R. Pressman and Fenzo. Uh, Kenzo. Oh, I. That's a K. I read yeah. that because I messed up. Kenzo uh, Shujimoto. Shujimoto. Screenplay by Stephen E. D'Souza. Obviously. With music by Graham. Graham is that Graham? Graham. I, Graham. I did. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Well, he's from New Zealand, so it's probably just Gr- the way it's... Because I've heard it's pronounced Graham and Graham. So, Graham Revel, mm-hmm. based on Street Fighter by Capcom, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, my boy, Raul Silva, our boy. Raul Raul Raul- Julia? <laughs> wow! My J-, my, my J looks like an S, I'm sorry. Raul Julia, our boy. Min Na Wen. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Damien Chapa, Kylie Minogue, and Wes Studi. Studi. So I, I was writing my notes very fast, so yeah. I apologize for that. Um, uh, 
and I don't write very often. So when I don't write for a while, um, my hammering gets even sloppier than it is. So it's well, did you see this movie in theaters? Ah, uh, you know, I don't think I, I, don't did, think I did, but either. I'm pretty sure this was one of those uh, like first release blockbuster rentals. Yeah, um, probably I, the old, uh, probably the old A and Z. I enjoy this movie. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's a video game movie. Yeah. So what what do you expect from it? I'm I'm expecting the Dark Knight. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking guess. In 1995, I was expecting the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. 1994. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, this came out in 94, but I didn't see it till after. You know, the that's year what you think over. you were in it I, I was not in this you were movie. Blanca that piss poor that's my least favorite part of the movie is, is, <laughs> is how they did Blanca oh no <laughs> are you sure that it's just not your favorite part of the movie I'm positive there are some issues with it like uh, some <laughs> although I will say that this movie did a pretty good job of squeezing in as many characters as they could and it didn't feel like it was overkill mm-hmm uh, should I just jump right into this uh, feed Pl- first? Fucking please. In the Southeast Asian nation of Shadaloo, civil war has erupted between the forces of drug lord turned general M. Bison and the allied nations led by Colonel William F. Guile. Bison has captured several AN relief workers and via a live two-way radio broadcast demands Guile secure a, a $20 billion ransom in three days. Guile refuses and vows to track Bison down and place him on trial for his crimes. But his assistant, Sergeant Cammy White, is only partially able to pinpoint Bison's <coughs> location to the River Delta region outside the city. One hostage is Guile's friend, Sergeant Carlos Charlie Blanca, who Bison orders taken to his lab for his captive doctor, doctor and scientist, Dalsim, to turn into the first of his super soldiers. Though Charlie is severely disfigured by the procedure, Dalsim secretly alters his cerebral programming to maintain Charlie's humanity. Uh, end movie. <laughs> end movie. Oh, yeah. Now, Raul Julia, Jesus Christ, he turned in a massive performance for this movie. Yeah. Like, he went full time. It's like, you know what? It's like, yeah, this is a, a video game movie, but... That's not going to stop him from going full Shakespeare, Richard III on this movie. Raul Julia was Giancarlo Esposito before Giancarlo Esposito was a thing. But still a little more Giancarlo Esposito. Because mm-hmm. I mean, there was... I mean, the, granted, I saw him in this after I saw him as Gomez Adams. So that's all I could see him as. Well, yeah. Was Gomez Adams. And, like, and Tio Sunrise. I'm like, I'm like why? Which you've never seen, but you got to yeah, check it out. Yeah. Why is... I'm like, why, why is Gomez so angry? Uh, any idea what the M stands for in M. Bison? Mike? Actually, yeah. That's what it was actually supposed to be. Really? Yeah. I'm not even making that up. The M was supposed to be Mike. And I guess no longer was. I always thought it was Major. I thought the M stood for Major, but that would make any sense. General Major Bison. But yeah, I actually, I just looked them up while we were, while you were uh, talking about all that there. And the M was originally to be stood for Mike. Mm-hmm. But Capcom has never explained what it stands for in Western releases, calling it part of the character's mystery. Because hmm. Bison is such a mysterious character. Not like Shao yeah. Kahn or Yeah, oh, fuck Sin. apparently. Yeah, he's he's so, so, so fucking uh, mysterious. But I, I tell you, man, I, I I love his performance in this. Oh, yeah. he His performance is one of the only reasons to watch this movie. Truthfully, yeah. Yeah. 
American Colonel William F. Guile, played by the very Belgian, Belgian. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, the muscles. Who just from Brussels. shows? Who just shows he should not be reading lines because every line had no inflection. It was just like reading, like I read the fucking plot here. And we're coming for you. I can't do a. A Belgian accent. It's like, hey, Bison, how about this? And then did like that fucking low, that like that arm salute. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, got him. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. how is he? How is he ever, ever going to recover from this? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, Blanca, <laughs> fucking Blanca. Future Birdman. <laughs> Future Birdman. And current Birdman. And present Birdman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> American con artist. Ryu Hoshi and Ken Masters attempt to swindle arms dealer Victor Sagat by providing him with fake weaponry. Sagat sees through the ruse and has Ryu fight his cage champion Vega, but Guile bursts in and arrests everyone present for violating a curfew. In the prison grounds, Guile witnesses Ryu and Ken fighting Sagat's men and recruits them to help find Bison in exchange for their freedom. Since Sagat is Bison's arms supplier, they are given a homing device to win Sagat's trust by staging a prison escape and faking Kyle's death. However, news reporter Chun Li, whose father was killed by Bison and her crew, former sumo wrestler Emin Honda and boxer Balrog, who are out for revenge against Saga for ruining their careers. You're just laughing as I'm doing this whole thing. I can hear it. Because I remember when he yeah. fucking just appears in a boxer's outfit out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Stumble across the planet over Kyle's objections. Attempt like, to- where did he get that from? Did you keep it in a bag? Said, Hold on, man. I got to change. Hold on, I got to change. <laughs> we'll put these boxing gloves on. To maintain Bison's trust, Ryu and Ken stop the assassination and reveal the conspirators to Bison. This whole movie, I don't like. <laughs> okay. Up until like the last third. Like everything else, like I sat there and I watched it and I paid attention. Yeah, I was there with you. But I just, I'm just like, this is it's just bad it's bad acting why you and ken show up to like to deliver the guns or whatever and they're just like tennis ball guns or like nerf guns yeah which is nonsense uh vega is saga's cage fighting champion and he's like this this fucking pretty boy with a braided fucking ponytail waving to the crowds like isn't that what he looked like in the game though I never saw him. I always assume he wore the mask in the game. He did. Well, he wore the mask at the end of the movie, though. Yeah, but he, like, I think throughout the entire game, he was just wearing the mask. Yeah, I don't remember ever him, uh... But I remember the game, playing Street Fighter 2. Like, I had no idea who Bison, Sagat, Balrog, and Vega even were, because they weren't part of that original. They didn't get added, I think, until... Two, I think. Like, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I think, added them in. Mm-hmm. As favorite characters, so I didn't really know who they were at that point. And then I don't remember Vega being taking his mask off, but apparently there is a skin with him without his mask on. Except for in, in the game, it looks like he had blonde hair. Oh, that was like red. It looks, blonde. It looks blonde in the pictures oh. I'm seeing. There's a couple with brown, so I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it just depends on who you know, what they wanted to go with. I haven't played yeah. Street Fighter in years. I really should play. I loved Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Quick, we'll de- deviate real fast. What is your favorite size cool fighter game? Uh, well, I, you said that too fast. I didn't hear. What is your favorite side-scrolling fighter game? Like Mortal Kombat, like like individual game or like the franchise on a whole? I guess both. I mean, you got you know Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, and Street Fighter. Now, um, 
I do really enjoy all those. Maybe, maybe, maybe with the exception of, of Virtual Fighter, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Um, Virtual Fighter is great in the arcade. Yeah, it didn't. Tra- I don't think it translated to console very no. well. You're also forgetting about Killer Instinct. Ooh, if you remember that one. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat was always my favorite. My, I think mine too. As a, as a series, I enjoy the Mortal Kombat series. I think Ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Mm-hmm. Now that was uh that was the tits. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. Because they gave you smoke and you didn't have to put it in the smoke code like you had to do with Mortal Kombat 3. Mm-hmm. Ah, the smoke code. Fantastic. Fantastic. That might have been the last Mortal Kombat game I played. Like, I think Street Fighter 2 Turbo was the last Street Fighter game I played. I know they kept coming out with games, but I was less interested because I was so ingrained with what Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. was doing. I, I'm, I'm a Tekken fan, too. I mean, yeah, I mean Mortal once Kombat... I, once I graduate to the... To the larger system. I mean, like, you know, once I stopped mm. playing Super Nintendo, I kind of obviously didn't really play another Mortal Kombat game for years. You played it on the Super Nintendo? I I, I, I had it on Super Nintendo. I had it for I, Genesis. I've played it on both, though, because my neighbor had a Genesis. Yeah, I was definitely I a Genesis. Super Nintendo. Well, I had both systems as well, yeah. um, but I remember specifically playing it for the Genesis. What's funny was I played... Oh, oh excuse boy. me. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Forgot to do the thing here. Um, the... I actually played Mortal Kombat 2 after I played Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. So, I mean, that Mortal has, Kombat! I mean, that has no bearing on this. Yeah, 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 I've never played the original Street Fighter 1. No? No. I, I thought the I've Street Fighter versus... Street Fighter uh, I played on arcade, which I was... I enjoy the Capcom versus Marvel games, too. Oh, man. Those are good. That used to be a highlight of going to uh, of the of that arcade at the Breath of the Center Mall. Because mm-hmm. people would go, and they just lined up, you know, yeah. throw the quarter up on the thing, like, yeah, I'm next, you know. Fucking cool kids. Mm-hmm. Those are great who games. Are, it's who tough because I who are obviously much better at fighting games than I was. Because I think um, I think Street Fighter actually has better characters. Um, I think you're stupid. But the better games are always Mortal Kombat. It's like you don't even know about Gunjack from Tekken. Uh, true, but I do know that none of them had M Bison. Who was a who was your go to player? For the for the games like between Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter Tekken, who was your go to? Which one was King in? Is that Virtual Fighter? King was Tekken. King was Tekken them. Yeah, that's why we play with te- Tekken. Mm-hmm. You know, hold up, I got my laptop right here. I was a uh, Paul Phoenix. Well, one. I was I was always somebody who either used Raiden or uh, Scorpion for Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, for Street Fighter, it was always Guile. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic Boom! Yeah, or, um, or, uh, fucking, oh my god. The guy with the, uh, Ryu? Ryu, yeah, I was just. <laughs> the guy with the Hadouken. Yeah, I just was just. So I, Ryu or Ken, because they both fucking were the Probably both of them. I remember always playing with, with Guile. And then Tekken was, was definitely King. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember who was for Virtual Fighter. Um,. I uh, I know for me, um, my my go to for Mortal Kombat is always was always uh was always Sub Zero, always Sub Zero. I like Sub Zero too, yeah. but I was for some reason I was always a uh, a Scorpion guy. I believe, I believe, I say it. Cage, Cage, okay. Cage is who I used in Virtual Fighter, not Johnny Cage. No, no, Cage Maru. Okay, yeah. We were but, those, but then again, uh, I mean, I mean. Virtual Fighter was was huge in the nineties, and I remember going when I when we would stay because you know, growing up I went to I went to Disney World every year, um, and I pretty much went every year until like my senior year of high school. Uh, I did skip one year, mm-hmm. um, 
and then it's kind of just been sporadic mm-hmm. since then. But we stayed at the Grand Floridian. I mean, all the all the hotels had the same arcade games. Yeah. So, but that's just where we always used to stay, and they had a Virtual Fighter there, and I was oh, that's all I ever pumped my money into was Virtual Fighter, um, the boxing game we had to use the the, yeah, the, the yeah. fists. And then, which I don't remember what it was. I don't think it was a Mike Tyson game. I think it was just like, you know, yeah, I think it was virtual like boxing, boxing or something yeah, like that. Something. Yeah. And then there was a racing game I used to pump money into. I don't remember if it was a San Francisco Rush game though or not. But well, they had a, um, they also had a Virtual Fighter at the, at one of the arcades. Oh, they had, had a, one of the had, NBA games too, yeah. Well, they, they had Virtual Fighter was one, was an arcade at the Columbus Sale. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was one of the, one of the arcades. So I would always, I would kind of be back and forth between that. And the Guns N' Roses pinball machine, um, but yeah, for, I'm, I'm always a yeah. sucker for pinball too. Yeah. Well, oh, they they also had the the arcade game down there. I wish I could have went to the arcade when we were when I was just down there, but they're, they're closed because of COVID. Of so, course, yeah. um, but believe me, when they open back up, that's a I mm-hmm. love I love a good arcade, man. I miss them. Yeah, I really do. I, I love a good arcade. Yeah. The uh, to go on, yeah, uh, Sub Zero is always my go to for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. For Street Fighter, I, uh, it was Blanca and Guile. So I'd always go. I'd always go between them. Tekken. I was a Paul Phoenix guy. Yeah, I was a Paul Phoenix guy. I like this hair. It's such. It's such it's so straight up. It reminded me of Guile. I'm like, look like, who's this guy? Let's see what he's bringing to the table. <coughs> yeah, for some reason, you know, they might have had. They might. I don't had... remember who the hell I played to. I know, like, I know, like, a lot of people would always plays Eddie Gordo, and Tekken, and um, it would piss a lot of people off. Like, oh, what the fuck? I <clears> think <throat> there was. Yeah, there was definitely a Tekken fighter. In the Grand Floridian Arcade as well. Because I remember always playing a king, as King. Yeah. I wanted to be this guy with a human body and a cat head. That's, I mean, that's that's a dream for you. I mean, I was fucking nine years old, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. What do you want from me? What do you, did, what do you want? Food? I don't have any money to get food. I need, I need a dolphin to get money. Do you see mm-hmm. a dolphin anywhere? Mm-hmm. I do. It's right over there. Return to his base, <laughs> Bison inducts Ryu and Ken into his organization and orders Honda and Balrog in prison and Chun-Li taken to his quarters. Ryu and Ken break Balrog and Honda out of confinement and rush to confront Bison, who is fighting Chun-Li. But Bison escapes, releasing sleeping gas, sedating them all. Guile plans his assault on Bison's base. He is impeded by the deputy secretary of the AN, who informs Guile that the, that the, that the decision has been made to pay Bison the ransom. But Guile and his loyal troops nevertheless proceed with the mission. At the base, Dalsim is found out by security guard by a security guard during the ensuing fight. Charlie is released and he kills the guard to protect Dalsim. Guile arrives and sneaks into the lab where he encounters Charlie. Guile prepares to shoot Charlie and end his suffering, but Dalsim stops him. Bison prepares to kill the hostages by unleashing Charlie on them, but Guile emerges and engages Bison's guards until the remaining AN forces arrive. After Bison makes it clear that he will not surrender peacefully, Guile orders his allies to rescue the hostages and engage and engages Bison in a personal duel. As Guile and Bison fight, Ryu and Ken defeat Saga and Vega, Sagat and Vega. Bison's computer expert DJ flees through a secret passage joined by Sagat while Bison's bodyguard Zangief engages Honda in a fight until learning from DJ that Bison was the true enemy and sides with Ryu and Ken to save the hostages. Jesus Christ, that was a lot to read. Mm-hmm. You, they could have split that up. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting to the part of the movie that is actually captivating enough to keep you engaged in mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of the movie. Because everything leading up to this was really just kind of there. Yeah, it didn't uh, keep you in like how Mortal Kombat would just throw the fights in, you know, randomly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were some fights before this, but they really weren't anything. 
really nothing to write home about. Um, we have often said that one of the best parts of the movie is Raul Julia. In fact, we said it in here, but mm-hmm. that little... He himself guarantees this movie getting like a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Maybe even a 5. Just he, him alone brings that movie up from like... From just being yeah. from... If you're starting with 0 and we count forward to if you can make it to a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. he himself, his portrayal of Bison and just hit him being fucking awesome already gives it four to five points right there. Yeah. So that's, him, what, that's yeah, what I'm saying. He himself elevates this movie from being shit. If they would have had somebody random in there, it just it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Like 94, like, oh, we got fucking, I don't know, Philip Seymour Hoffman before he was Philip Seymour Hoffman as fucking Bison. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a fresh off the marky bunch, uh, French fresh off the funky bunch, uh, Mark Wahlberg. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked at all. But the part where him and Chun Li are in his quarters, and Chun Li's talking about the day that Bison raided her village and killed her father, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there like nonchalant. You know, he's changing into his uh, into his dressing robe, and he's switches hats, but you don't actually see him take his hat off. And he's you know, he's making the drinks. So he's talking to her. It's like you know, to you, the day Bison raided your village was the most important day of your life. To me, it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's great. Mm-hmm. That's a great mm-hmm. fucking line. Um, and then like uh the fucking uh, the the guy who was Cadby and fucking Ace Ventura mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Just comes and tells God, it's like, oh, we're paying the ransom, and then they're like, no, nah, we're just I'm gonna deliver this bland speech, and we're gonna fucking go. <laughs> And it was. Like, I can't remember that fucking speech. It's it's bad. It's just fucking awful. Um, you know, he's getting ready to fucking kill Blanca because he's cleared to form. It's like, it seems like, no. Would you would you kill him because he's different and doesn't have the capacity to learn? It's like, mm-hmm. all right. It's like, thanks. Uh... Thanks, Chad Allow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did forget. We did forget something. We'll get to it at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I'll write that in my book. Okay, you, you scribble, scribbledy boop, if you will. Yeah, poopy in your pants. Um, the you know Gal emerging from the containment uh, thing that had Blanca, mm-hmm. and then just you know engaging in a lot of uh, replayed fight moves and a fight scene with Bison. You want to see a really bad Photoshop? Sure. Good lord. It's like I made that on my phone. You could do better. Yeah. <laughs> Probably will. Um, you gotta give it to fucking Raul Julia. Absolutely. For the fact that he... He died two months before this movie was released. And he was very visibly sick. Not that you could tell, though. No, I mean, but he... I mean, you could tell. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't look good. Yeah. His acting, you couldn't yeah. tell that... He was sick. Yeah, he, like he, he just, still like he still delivers. He's such a commanding presence. Yeah, yeah. He was nominated for a Saturn Award posthumously. Was he? Yeah, yeah. For this, which is I believe there was another movie that he did that came out after his death as well. This wasn't actually his last film. I, I know think. he was supposed to be in Desperado. Or, it was either this or there was something like a TV movie that he did. There's something else besides this that came out before mm. he died, right? Or after he died. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he had like filmed two two things back to back or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember what it is though. Yeah, so, and then the the good guys. Like we said before, he'd be a great Bond villain. Oh, yeah. He would have been great in Bond. He would have been great as uh, Sanchez. Well, yeah, we said that the other day. Yeah. Elliot Carver would be great, too. Yeah. Speak, speaking of Sanchez. You know who else he'd be? He would have been a good Silva. Oh, yeah. Probably been a little older, though. Yeah, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I completely, completely agree. Mm-hmm. So the good guys that are up top, I guess, you know, the Honda, Balrog, Ryu and Ken and Chun-Li, they break from their restraints and they jump down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ryu and Ken go to save the hostages, but then they're like, oh, Ken's like, no, we should leave because fuck people. We're going to get our freedom. Yeah, pretty much. And then Ryu's like, no, we got to fight for something, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember Double Dragon. Oh, Christ on your fucking dumb face. Yeah, I do. It just popped in my head. Yeah. Robert Patrick was in that. Uh, I was talking about the game. Oh, yeah. There was a game, too. The game's great. Yeah. I didn't play it much. No? Maybe a couple times. You need to get your Super Nintendo back. I really do. Um, so, we, so we can take turns playing Zombies Ate My Neighbors. The the fight scene between Ryu and Vega, that last one there in the gym, that's really well done. It is. Like, really well choreographed. Absolutely. Um... Right on to where... Oh, we forgot the flexing scene where he punches fucking white no, in the face. No, don't and worry. Get, it flexes the flag. Don't worry, we'll get there. The, um... But I need to mention that if you're... If you're really watching that fight scene between Ryu and Vega, you will find... You will see that Ryu does the fucking Hadouken. Yeah, barely. Yeah, I had to, like, rewind it to... It was like a flash. Yeah. And Vega falls back, but his hands are up in mm-hmm. the, uh... Mm-hmm. And the fucking Hadouken, mm-hmm. so it's, you know... Oh, uh, you know what was another so great get, fighting game? And then even that uppercut that Ken gives to Sagat, that's the same as, like, that dragon uppercut yeah, yeah. that he does. Do you know what he doesn't leave his feet. Do you know what was another great fighting game? Lost get. fighting game, too. Power Stone. Wow. For the Dreamcast. For the Dreamcast, yeah. Power Stone 1 and 2 were fucking amazing. That was a good one. I love those fights. I still I need to go back and buy a Dreamcast again. I really do. I fucking love that system. So fucking goddamn ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Such a great miles system. ahead, miles, miles ahead. ahead. It really is. Yeah. Really I used is. to play uh, on mine. I would always play play a uh, Quake Three Arena. Yeah, obviously against the computer because I was a big fan of Quake Four because my poor ass didn't have fucking internet capabilities to have dial up hooked right into my Dreamcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, two thousand two was a weird year. That's what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Apparently, you know the GameCube had internet access too. So did the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. Not good internet access. No, but. no. Fucking bad. It's bad all over. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight between Honda and Zangief, as I told you, I was like, if Vince McMahon's looking at this, he's just, he's going, it's like, oh, there's a lot of beef. The big Haas fight. Such good shit. Such good shit. I mean, if it was, I mean, although if it's Vince McMahon, Honda probably would have been one of the fucking Anawahi family yeah. members. Yeah. <laughs> or playing fucking Yokozuna. Yeah. Yeah. In 94, you could have got Yokozuna too. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zangief played by Andrew Bernarski, who we best... Dad, we best, stop. Dad, save yourself. Dad, go, go save yourself. Dad, it's time to greet the masses as a Chip Shrek in Batman mm-hmm. Returns, mm-hmm. where his only qualifications were, hey, can you do a Christopher Walken impression? And we're uh, rounding out that Batman quadrilogy yeah. in this year. Quadrilogy. Mm-hmm. And as you said, when... Uh, when I think it's... Uh, Captain Sawada and you know they get they they hack into the like their the surveillance mm-hmm. throughout Bison's headquarters. It's like oh it's like oh we hacked into the surveillance. It's like oh what do you got? And then it shows Zangief and Honda like fighting on like the fake Bison Pax Bisonica Bisonopolis mm-hmm. uh, uh, like city that's made up. Mm-hmm. And the Godzilla sounds are forming, and you're like, is this racist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think it is because it's supposed to be a play on yeah because you know, they're two giant guys destroying a town you know what I mean yeah. I, I get I get the joke I, I don't yeah. think it is but you know 
And even Honda does the fucking, like, the arm thing, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's done in, like, real time, so it doesn't look as good, or with a lot of cuts. Yeah. And then he rides on his tail, drop kicks fucking what's-his-face. No spoilers for uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. No spoilers. Don't let people know what we know. Can, can we get a good Power Rangers movie? Too much to ask for. It's like you didn't even see that Power Rangers movie from 95. Well, I did. That was a good one. That's a great movie. Yeah. With Belloc as Ivan News. He was? That was Paul Freeman? Yeah. No. Yeah. Was he... Was he? Did he play him you in the show, You have a computer too? right there. You can look it up. Did he play him in the show, too? No. No, Ivan News wasn't on the show. He wasn't? I thought he was. No, no. no it was Rita and Lord Zed. Because they were in the beginning of that movie, and then uh, Ivan News shrank them down and stuck them inside a snow globe. Uh, yeah, I didn't like Ivan News. I like Zed. <clears throat> it was naked fucking ball sack. <laughs> And then we get the bison, um, uh, the bison golf fight. Where, as you said, he gives him the uppercut, and the camera like freezes on his bicep as he's flexing the American flag. Like awful, 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 fucking awful. Funny, Graham Revel also did the music for the Power Rangers movie. Yes, he did. One whole year later. Mm-hmm. As you said, there were several times during that fight. Oh, scene, he's done a lot of movies though. Yeah, like, he's, uh, he did the, he's he did the crow like the same years he did this. The Saint, The Craft, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Daredevil, Freddy vs. Jason, Sin City. Oh, yeah, he did do Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, That's great. Right. I love Sin City. It's a great movie. Yeah, he's, a, he's been a busy guy. They, yeah. they, they go to him a lot. There's a lot of the same shot that's, re, that's um, replayed during that fight scene between Guile and Bison. I'm assuming probably because of Raul Julia. They probably can only do you know, maybe one take of it or so. Maybe he couldn't do another one. But as you said, like a lot of the times when Guile does the kicks, they're just recycled images from the last, from like the last kick he did, like that fucking bicycle kick hey. that he does, that or like the upside bicycle kick. Right. He does that twice. It's the exact same shot. <laughs> what do you got? You got something? Was Was this not the original cast from the movie from the show? What are you talking about? For the Power Rangers movie? It was. It was after they. It was after um, Zach Kimberly and. No, not not Zach. Uh, Zach Trini and Jason left because it's when they had Rocky, Adam, That's and right. uh, Aisha. That's right, Aisha Campbell. That what I clicked on Aisha Campbell and it took me to the Power Rangers page. Yeah, because she probably doesn't have her own goddamn Wikipedia page. Ah, uh, Karen Ashley is the actress to play. Yes, her. Steve Cardenas. Yeah, who got replaced by a kid in Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Jason David Frank doing what he does best. Uh, yeah, yeah, b- being fucking Tommy Oliver. Yeah. He was also on Nothing a... Nothing wrong with that. He also played a schoolyard boy in an episode of Family Matters. In fact, it was the one where Steve drank the Bruce juice to turn into Bruce Lee. If you remember that episode. No. When the Transformation Chamber showed up every three episodes. Because yeah, he was either turning into uh, Stefan or Kel or turning into uh, Bruce Lee with the horribly bad when you look at it now 20 years later racist accent <laughs> <laughs> but there are some good fight scenes in this movie like i said the last third of this movie makes the first Absolutely. makes the first two thirds almost watchable. it's like yeah i gotta watch it's like i i, I gotta eat my vegetables before i get my dessert mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. yeah that's how i see that guile mm-hmm. gains the upper hand against bison and kicks him into a bank of hard drives electrocuting him i don't think that would actually do that in real life but hey whatever <laughs> A revival system restores Bison. Finally, Roger, I had that in real life. Whoa! Oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? 
I'm saying I wish we did, he'd still be alive. I agree. It reveals that his suit is powered by electromagnetism, enabling him to fly and fire electricity. Bison takes control of the fight, beating Guile viciously, and moves to deal the death blow. But Guile counters by kicking Bison into his monitor wall, finishing him off and overloading the base's energy field. The hostages are rescued, but Guile stays behind to convince Dalsim and Charlie to return with him. They refuse with Dalsim, wishing to atone for his part in mutating Charlie. Guile flees the exploding base and reunites with his comrades, and they all jump while the Street Fire logo shows up, and they all do their fucking classic poses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, now really not too much. They all escape. DJ and Sagat you know, sneak out through a fucking wall with a giant chest of money, which is all like the bison bucks, which are worthless anyway. Mm-hmm. Zangief switches sides because he's like, you got paid? Um, the effects that they used to have Bison fly really didn't look that great. No. I mean, it was clearly just him on a wire. But, I mean, it was 1994, so we're obviously not going to get CG, Mm -hmm. or even good CG for that matter. So, I mean, it it worked for what they had. It didn't look great. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, the thing I was snickering about was because I just found out something that I didn't know. What you got, bro? This movie has a post-credit scene. What? Yeah. Really? In a post-credit scene, Bison is revived once again amidst his ruined command center to try his hand at world conquest one more time. I didn't even know. Say that again? In a post-credit scene, Bison is revived once again amidst his ruined command center to try his hand at world conquest one more time. Hmm. Oh, so another thing I need to mention. Bison's uh, desk Mm -hmm. that floats. His control panel is the fucking arcade control panel for fucking Street Fighter. Which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Completely with the joystick and the fucking buttons. Uh, And that's the that's the end. That's that's Finn. So, I mean, we know this is not a 10 out of 10. Obviously. You said Raul Julia alone gives it four. Mm-hmm. What is your actual final score on this movie? Six. Six? Yeah. I'm giving it a four. Are you? I'm giving it a hard four. You know, if, I, I'm, 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 each, I'm each in the middle of if, a five. If I if I go strictly if I go strictly off your base of Raul Julia giving it four stars alone, he is the only good part of this movie. He's the only watchable part because he he. He captivates him, but everyone else is so fucking vanilla and background. It's like, yeah, you're dressed like the characters. Like how we said, like, Balrog and Chun-Li go to help the help the hostages. When they leave behind the wall, Balrog's wearing, like, a regular tank top and camo pants. The next time we see him, he's in a purple boxing outfit with the boxing shorts and the tank top. And also gloves. Yeah. Where the fuck did he get the gloves from? They Cutscene. Just had them all around? I mean, I know they were in the gym, but did he be like, yeah, these will work. Like, you're a mm-hmm. fucking boxer, dude. The mm-hmm. gloves shouldn't matter. And Balrog played by Grandel Bush, who, which I think would have been hilarious if Rod Julie did play Sanchez and mm-hmm. uh, License to Kill, mm-hmm. because that would have been a little reunion there. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, I'll give us, I'll give it a four. Uh, I'll, give it, I'll give it a five. Uh, favorite scene, favorite scene. Really. Uh, the end fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it right. was still pretty cool. Uh, for me, it's when Bison is talking to Chun Li yeah. in his quarters. 
It's a good, they have to go one too. And that fireplace. Yeah. The fireplace that's the, that's mm-hmm. the fucking skull. When, they get, when everyone's passed out and then it, it ignites even hotter. Mm-hmm. So like the fire comes in so it looks like it's laughing. Yeah. But I need to bring up something here. Okay. To all of our wrestling fans that listen as well. Mm-hmm. Especially those, those of you that listen to AEW or watch AEW. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at Bison's logo. And now go look at Cody Rhodes' neck tattoo. Mm-hmm. Tell me they're not the same fucking thing. They are. The exact pretty, same pretty fucking much. thing. Basically. Basically. Awful. Fucking mm-hmm. awful. Uh, worst scene of the movie. Uh, anytime... Jean-Claude Van Damme had extended speaking lines. That was actually the same. It's like anytime Joel, yeah. anytime I lo- Van Damme I, had to talk. I love Jean-Claude Van Damme. I love a lot of his movies. But man, he just... He, he drags this fucking movie down. Yeah. Honestly, it should have been Arnold. Yeah, he, I mean, he looks more like Guile. But it also would More people would have went and seen it if it was Arnold. Oh, of course, this was still Arnold. Still, before he started making... The sixth day and end of days and although I think he did junior at this collateral although damage. I think he did junior at this time. But Arnold was actually blonde, so he didn't have to do a bad fucking die and job. Built like Guile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not would've... that not that John Claude was in bad shape. Never. A guy was always he's always been ripped. But not built like Guile. Colonel no. William F. Guile. No, no. Like Arnold like that would have been <laughs> I mean, you even could have got Stallone and just not dyed his hair fucking blonde. Yeah, well, he probably wouldn't have since he refused to wear the helmet for Judge Dredd. That's true. The exact same year. Yeah. Or but, a year later. Yeah, I think Arnold would have been a good fit for Guile. I agree. I mean, although, to be fair, that fight against Bison, we would have been like, why is Bison winning this fight? <laughs> like, at all. Mm-hmm. Why is this emaciated Raul Juliet beating up Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime? Yep. But that's that's what I mean. Like, we, we got what we got. Um, it's not. A, it's just. It's a movie that could have been a lot better, but video game movies typically don't really do very well. Mm. I mean, look at the Mario Brothers movie. I mean, that's. I mean, people call that like a two pack of ass. It's just bad. Double Dragon was fucking. That's going to be in next February's movies you love yeah. to hate because that good, is that is one of the yeah. worst movies ever made. Good luck fucking finding it. It's never fucking streaming on anything, and it's a hard DVD to get. Well, we have a we have a year. Yeah, we do. So, yeah. Um, so I the mean, two like, things like Street Fighter was great. Mortal Kombat was the at the time. The, Some people the, still the consider that the best yeah. uh, video game movie. Adaptation. I mean, a lot of people forget that Resident Evil is, but that res but that Resident Evil movie is not based off the game. Yeah, it just happens to be around like the same top thing. three best video game movies. Because I think this is the first video game movie we've done. It is. So, uh, top three best video game movies. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I agree. Honestly. I agree. This is before knowing the, the new one that's coming out. This is the yes. This is cr- current standing yeah. movies that are available to watch. Yeah, this is the nineteen ninety five. Um, yeah, so Mortal Kombat. I can't. Do you have like a list of video game movies? No, gonna, I. You know what, I mean, gonna, I have my three that I'm going to say. I'll tell. I'll, right, I'll, yeah, I'll, while you, you look it up, I'll you tell. Go ahead. You it's go ahead. it's Mortal Kombat from ninety five, the first Tomb Raider movie because I do really enjoy yeah, that, that first Tomb Raider yeah, movie, and the first Hitman movie with Tim Thiele fan. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good movie. Um. I, I though I'm looking forward to the Uncharted film though. Yep. I think that could be really good. Alright, so yeah, I got I got I got a, I do have a few here. Okay. So just kind of going off of this list that I'm looking at, uh obviously Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot about I forgot about Tomb Raider, but uh that that Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the one like the first one that they did, the one with Daniel Craig. Lara! 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 <laughs> 
Um, and I'll give you a surprise one here. Sonic the Hedgehog that came out last year. Oh yeah, that was good. I'll put because that, that was actually really good. That's number four because that is that was really good. Yeah, I did enjoy that a lot. No disrespect to Silent Hill. I forgot they made a Silent Hill. Movie. That was good too. Yeah. Okay, so there's, there's my top yeah. five. There's my top yeah, five. I'll give you Silent Hill. <clears throat> uh, I will not give you more combat annihilation though. Never seen it, so I wouldn't know. It's the second more combat. You've seen it. You've seen. No, it. I actually haven't. You have not. No. Oh boy. Because it had nobody from the first movie in it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Don't forget they made a Blood Rain movie too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, there's been a lot, but but typically video game movies do not. They don't do well. They don't do well. It's sometimes it's probably best to just. It's probably best to, to kind of just like leave well enough alone. Mm-hmm. Actually, so in the '90s there were one, two, three, four, five. There, there were six. Mo- I thought Doom was all right. There were six video game movies that came out. <clears throat> it was Mario Doom- Brothers. Trash. Double Dragon. Trash. Street Fighter. Eh. Mortal Kombat. Great. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Trash. Trash. And from, w- from what people yeah. have told me. And Wing Commander. Wow. Yeah, I forgot all about Wing yeah, Commander. Yeah, me too. Wow. But I don't remember that being good because Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. <sighs> that doesn't sound good at all. Like 99 Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Uh, House of the Dead. Forgot they did. Alone in the Dark. Doom, which wasn't bad, but... No, it was all right for what it was. Blood Rain was awful. Never saw it. Silent Hill, which that was good. Yeah, Hitman, which is I think it's good. Really good. I never saw the second the sequel. Max Payne. Oh, that was a train wreck. Prince of Persia. That was good. I forgot about that. That was actually really good. Did you see it? No. Honestly, check it out. It's 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 actually pretty good. Warcraft. <laughs> Battleship. War Warcraft made four hundred thirty nine million. Wow. Insane. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I forgot they did. I've also heard it was shit. Yeah, I haven't heard anything good. I heard nothing good about that. <laughs> Rampage. <clears throat> oh my god. But, yeah. So to finish up this podcast, uh, there was two pieces There was two p- pieces There's a fucking Minecraft movie coming out. Of course there is. <clears throat> Next up, fucking, uh, fucking, uh, what? Mega Man is also apparently upcoming also. I hope it's super dark. What are you doing? What's the flossing dance from? Fortnite. Fortnite. There'll be some stupid movie about that shitty ass game. I'm be fucking surprised. Um, so the two pieces of news I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show was that they actually cast a Supergirl named Sasha Cali. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yes. For one, she's a piece. And two, um, hey, uh, I trust Annie Muschietti um, with this. I know people are bitching because she's Latina, but... Um, I mean, it's obvious I mean, this movie is going to... It's it obvious is, that yeah, this movie is going to... Yeah, I mean, I don't think she's going to be the cousin of Henry Cavill's uh, Superman. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, and the other is a rumor. Uh, I do want to touch on it. Um, so obviously there's going to be an Ahsoka Tano show for Disney Plus sometime in the very near future by Filoni and Favreau. And apparently they are... They've reportedly either... They're eyeing up or going to cast... Mena Masood, who played uh, Aladdin in the live-action film, which I heard that movie wasn't that bad, actually. Uh, he's uh, I, being eyed up to play Ezra Bridger. So if you watch Rebels, uh, Ezra Bridger was the main character of the show. Um, just a little information. I Again, I didn't see Aladdin. Maybe I'll sit down and watch. Because Aladdin's actually one of my favorite, if not my second favorite animated Disney movie behind... I would say third, behind Lion King and The Black Cauldron. So, mm-hmm. I should check this out. 
Um, but that show was very popular, and uh, I think Ahsoka is a awaited show by a lot of people. So I wanted to. I forgot to mention those two things. I knew there was something. Again, that is rumored. She has been confirmed, though. They confirmed her yesterday. So uh, we've talked for almost an hour about Street Fighter. Yeah, I'm hungry. Me too. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week for A New Hope. Star Wars A New Hope. No, just A New Hope. A New Hope, yeah. <laughs> well, I found a random book called A New Hope. Who yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. going to read it. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless you want to start with The Phantom Menace. I mean, your shirt makes me want to start with The Phantom Menace. I feel like we should... If we're I gonna, am perfectly if, fine starting with A New Hope. If we're going to start with Star Wars, we should start with the movie that started it all. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I picked it for my birthday episode. So, um, and we'll do Empire in the middle of the summer and then we'll round out the original trilogy maybe right before we do the Christmas movies and then we'll start the prequels next year at some point. Yeah. You know, and we'll pound those three out and then I'm not ruling out the, the sequel trilogy cause I would love to eviscerate them with you. Um, but it means I'd have to watch the two that I haven't seen. That wouldn't be until 2023. Right. Because the, the prequels would come next year. So it would be two years before we even got around to the sequels anyway. Yeah. So, um, who knows what's going to happen with Star Wars between now and then. Favreau and Filoni might, you know, there are r- reports that they're there to retcon the sequel trilogy out of existence. Do I believe it? No, because The Force Awakens made $2 billion. So, and a lot of people do like The Force Awakens. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next week, I've been Dean Holtzaffel. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the multiverse. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. Well, bye.